Greetings, travelers. My name is Thomas Strack McBride, and you're listening to Opening the Gate. So welcome to Opening the Gate. Um, I'm Thomas Strack McBride, here with Larcito and a guest, what do you actually want me to call you? Cameron's fine. Yeah. My name is Cameron, Cameron Daniel. I, I run the YouTube channel Gaming Wins. Which is awesome. You're our first guest and thank you for coming on. I wasn't expecting an answer from my email. <laughs> I'm honored and happy to be your first, be, be, be your first one, you know? Yeah. So how did your whole YouTube channel like actually start? Because we... There's game, there's cinema sins, cinema wins, all those things. But what made you decide to do it? So, um, I guess two, it was two years ago, right before, um, six months before 2020 started. And we all know what happened in 2020. Um, and the last of us part two had just come out and I played through that game. And my first time going through it, I actually absolutely hated it with a burning, burning passion. It, it, it made me very, very upset. I was not happy with the direction in any that they took the characters. And it's not what I wanted out of the game. And so I was actually planning on making a channel, just starting a channel to, um, to, dis- to, uh, to relay my detest and why things didn't work. And... Um, the big focal point of that video was going to be talking about the Abbey switch halfway through the game. If you guys have played the last of us part two. Right. Yeah. I have not played it, but I've watched your video and multiple playthroughs of it. So, so perfect. Generally you, I know you, you have an idea. Yeah. Um, but I was going to make a whole video talking about structurally how that change in the middle, that flip didn't work and ruined pretty much the rest of the game. And I was going to do that and I was going to start the channel. I didn't know what I was going to call it or anything. And then after kind of sitting with that for a little bit, I can't even remember exactly what flipped in me or what changed. I can't even think of the moment, but something changed. And I was like, maybe it was just seeing everyone else just rip on the game. And I was just like, well, everyone else is already doing it. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. And that was kind of the start idea of, being positive and doing game win- gaming wins. And I've always been a huge fan of cinema wins. I have, of course, I knew cinema sins. We all, we all knew them <laughs> for a long time, but I've always loved cinema wins and I've always loved his content. And I, uh, I looked up if anybody had been doing it yet. And to my, to kind of to my surprise and elation, nobody was, I was actually really, really surprised. Nobody has. Cause it's felt like such a no brainer to uh fill that market and so i had my first i was just like i have all the tools i have a microphone a terrible microphone at the time don't go watch the first video it's not great (laughs) Uh, i I will be honest the first video of the horizon zero dawn i yeah the mic kind of (laughs) sucked oh but that's actually not the first video of the channel Oh, it goes farther that. back than that. The, don't, if you thought that was bad, do not go to the first oh, one. Oh yeah, the Borderlands. Borderlands too, and I'm actually using oh, that same microphone that I uh, on the Horizon video. So I, fi- I figured out my audio settings. I'm oh, there you go. Yeah, Mike. Yeah, I was thinking the Borderlands one. At all, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I was actually with the channel. I was going to have two friends help me co-write everything. And that first video was written with a friend of mine, but things went down and just the way scheduling works and the way the YouTube algorithm demands content weekly. It didn't really work out, but back to your question about how I got started. I just, yeah, I saw the market. It was, it, there was a place for me to slot in. I had all the equipment ready to go. I had everything available and I thought and believed and that I could offer something in that space. And I knew the format, like the back of my hand, because I I pretty much seen all of their videos. So I was like, you know what, let's just go for it. Let's just try. And if it works, it works. Awesome. If it doesn't, you know, it was a, it was a fun little hobby for a little bit. And evidently it's working because you're still coming out with videos still. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I feel extremely blessed and lucky to uh, grow on the channel to where it is now. So just a little logistical question that I've had because having watched cinema wins and all those and you, is there like a special way that you get permission to do the games that you do? Like actually have the majority of the games not streamed, but through in a video you're talking like copyright stuff. Yeah. Um, games are actually a, a whole different space when it comes to copyright. And I've been lucky enough to not have the, I've never had any issues with copyright. Um, sometimes music pops up a little bit here and there and I have to play around with that. But normally it's such a small little snippet. Uh, I just, I just take it out and, and figure something else about it. But when it comes to games, copyright's not nearly as big an issue as uh, movies. Like I know the, so many troubles that cinema wins Lee has with, uh, with his copyright strikes, Warner brothers. I know that they are terrible, even in the gaming space they're they're where my most of my strikes yeah. came from was Warner bros, but that's just, it's kind of, it comes with the territory and you got to navigate that. But for the yeah, cause majority I've of the time, that, I've noticed that a lot of like videos have been reposted and other things. And I haven't noticed any reposts from your channel. And I was just wondering how you had gotten around that, but that makes sense. Yeah, it's just a, a gaming gaming copyright is a lot more lax, I've noticed, versus film and, of course, music. So it's actually yeah. been really easy going, and I'm <laughs> I don't even want to. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a frustrating thing that we all have to deal with, but um, yeah, which I'm is one of the reasons why we don't use a lot of the music that I listen to when it comes to games, and mm. why I've I that was my my one appreh- apprehension to wanting to do video game streaming and stuff because i didn't know the copyright but that makes sense and i'm very grateful that you don't do that get copyright strikes so you keep making videos that are awesome yeah uh my only i only have one video that's ineligible and that's uh it wasn't it's not even about a game i did a video on inside the uh bo burnham special that came out about a year ago oh and um they uh they struck they striked it just for the footage alone even though i'm talking over the entire time and i didn't I, of course, have a claim of um, what's a uh, fair use. It's 100% fair use, but I just didn't want to deal with it. And that's normally how they get smaller creators is um, through fear tactics. But we can get into that later. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the whole YouTube and that, copyright situation is absolutely mental, but that's a whole mm-hmm. other topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've just heard horror stories of the whole like monetization, demonetization, being monetized, all that. It's just... It's I'm kind of glad that we don't do YouTube because (laughs) there's this entire thing that like, for example, the music is written by my brother who's a composer and he's working on movies and video games 
so he i just asked him hey can you write some music for me he's like sure i and i got it but i don't have to worry about getting copyrighted unless he wants to do that but then i know where he lives (laughs) (laughs) watch out brother (laughs) yes you deal with that way huh yeah you won't get rides from me but so one of the my favorite videos that you've actually put out was the the guardians of galaxy Mm -hmm. um because you talk you brought all these examples of what makes the game more than just the movies because movies are great but the game itself has it's more and little side note i think that guardians of galaxy game is the perfect example of how a bard from DD can be used in a video game because you literally use music to cheer up your buddies mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 100 percent. and That's i love the fact that you make DD jokes in your videos because and like reference critical role and all these things it's just like yes we're everywhere yes yeah yeah DD has finally exploded in the last couple of years and i love it i love it so much and- yeah Larcito is actually the guy who got me into D and D. So thank you again. Um, what's What's funny is that uh, before D and D actually started exploding, uh, I started getting interested in it with a couple of my uh, friends, and they uh, like had a couple of like small D and D games. They didn't really go anywhere just because we're all like fourteen years old, thirteen years old, don't know how to run an actual D and D session yet. Right. And then when my parents heard about it, they're like, "What D and D? That Satan game?" <laughs> <laughs> and then fast yeah. forward three years later, uh, my older brothers were able to like talk to my parents about it and like show them, "Hey, this is actually not bad," and it's exploded since then. <laughs> to so, the point where we have of, full TV shows. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny just seeing how uh, much it has changed, even just in the last five years, uh, mm. how much people accept it. Yeah, it's so silly. It's so silly the the kind of things that we that uh, we all get upset about for no reason. And D and D is an awesome example. I love how much nerd culture has now. Uh, it's it's so normalized now. Oh, absolutely. Like you look around anywhere, and <laughs> it's it feels like uh, I don't know ten years ago you're into this kind of stuff. You're the minority, but now it feels like we're the majority. And I, I love it's it. Really, yeah, it's really funny because currently I'm working in a gas station, and I see a lot of construction workers come in because we have a pizza place. And every once in a while, one of the construction workers comes in wearing like an anime shirt, like a Naruto or even some of the weirder ones. Like, um, what was the one today? It was, it was a shirt about like, uh, my dress up, the new one, my dress up darling or whatever, Mm. wearing it in a full display, fully proud. And I was like, I don't have your guts to wear that shirt in public, but (laughs) Hey, cool because like when i know when i was younger i used to think animes or all these things that are now things i love were super nerdy and kind of weird and creepy so it's just like i'm mm-hmm. i'm glad that it's not yeah i'm i'm only 20 i'm 22 i don't know how old you guys are but um about that age you're good about that yeah um one second I just lost my train of thought uh, uh um it's a 22 gaming 22 gaming world, world uh, existence uh, game gaming's gaming's place in the world. Um, yeah. Like 10 years ago or not even, not even like maybe five or six back when I was in high school. Like it's um it's a weird thing. Cause I would never even tell people like nobody knew how much of a gamer boy I was, how much I love like after school I'm home playing games all day. 
that's all that's all i pretty much do but uh it was like a it's like a secret that i kept because i knew even just five years ago people not look at me differently but they'd be like uh you're one of those people and i always try to um and I'm, and my point with that is like even now today, having it be my job, it's a it's a very interesting kind of. Whenever people ask me, I'm like, "Do you really want to know?" <laughs> yeah, because there's still a little bit of that stigma. Like whenever I say, right. whenever I tell people I play video games for a living, they're like, "What the heck does that even mean?" Yeah, like I I, I was this one of the sport guys, one of the jocks in my school. I was the captain of the rugby team and all these things in high school, right but. Yeah, concussions kind of messed that up. But I would go home and then see all the people who like one of the regrets that I have from high school is not doing more like plays and stuff because they always would coincide with um, rugby, rugby or track and field or cross country Mm -hmm. things. And those were such a high priority because I didn't want to be seen as a nerd that now as someone who (laughs) wants to go into voice acting, I really regret it because that'd be just more experience. Right. And I was, uh, go ahead. I was just, and also like we, my, my school what slowly became controlled by the nerds by the time I left. So the year after I graduated, they were having like super smash bros tournaments in lunch in the cafeteria mm-hmm. for everyone to see. Yeah. I knew, I knew that, um, things had changed whenever my senior year of prom, um, all the guys that you would not expect to be, you know, gaming and, and into that culture are doing all the Fortnite dances in the middle of the prom floor. That's when I knew a cultural shift has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the center of them doing like the loser dance from Fortnite and the, and the like the, the happy little giddy like with their hands up in the air. I was like, okay, something's going down. Like I will say, I'm very grateful for Fortnite because it's ma- it's blown up so much and brought the idea of being cool with video games into gaming, but I still don't like ba- the battle Royale whole thing. I much prefer, you know, single player games and mm-hmm. stories, but I'm very grateful for that because now people see it's, I think it's less of a stigma now playing video games for a job because, you know, there was Ninja. There's all these people who oh, yeah. streamed among us for, a, for all, the first, what, six months of, of the pandemic. Yeah, yes, I I remember, kind of remember that, like celebrities and like uh, senators and stuff. It was it was interesting. Like right. when Drake start uh, joined Ninja, yeah. on, uh, I remember that was a huge thing when they streamed together. And I was like, Th- "This is and, weird because I'm associating Drake with basketball and all these things." When I always hear people talk about him playing a video game, yeah, and like okay. uh, Post Malone has been recently streaming um, Apex Legends. And he's, he's, he's yes. loving it. Exactly. He's loving it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I love Post Malone. And it makes me think, exactly. like, these people, how do they have time to even <laughs> to do that? And they make time for that, of course. And it, it, I don't know. It's, it, makes me, it makes me real, real happy. Yeah. Actually, and, with what I do for a job now. And I will say, I, I find it interesting how quickly, like, certain things, like, how with the like paradigm shift of um, I was listening to another podcast uh, where it had the voice actor of Naruto talking about how Naruto blew up again over quarantine because Mm. so many people were stuck in it. So it just not only were people watching like 
I don't know, Bridgerton or the other things that came out on Netflix, but people were going back to the things of their childhood that they remembered watching and introducing their kids uh-huh. who were then like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. And then binge watch 720 episodes. I was one of those people. Um, <laughs> nice. You need something thing, to do. <laughs> yeah. The same thing happened with Avatar the last Airbender. Oh, yeah, that blew oh, up. Yeah. Like I had never even, cause it's only like what, three seasons. It's like such a short show, but such a good show. Yeah. I yeah. Watched, <laughs> I literally watched it last week. Nice. I, <laughs> I still show. yet to see it. I, I need to get around to it. It's, it's good. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's kind of, kind of what, what is making me think about, um, with everyone being shut inside and not having to, um, worry about, I don't really want to say what other people think, but that's probably, I think that's what I'm getting as they got to just sit there with themselves and figure out exactly. I mean, that you're stuck with yourself and you, you better enjoy what you're doing or else you're going to have a terrible time being locked inside your house. And I think that's, that was a big thing that happened for all of us is we kind of were forced to look in the mirror and be like, what do I actually want to do? What do I actually like to do? Also, so happened that anime was one of those big things that everyone latched oh, yeah. onto. <laughs> and how many people do we know that like attended at least one Zoom meeting, wearing like the top? Like I, I know my dad; he goes to Zoom meetings all the time, and he wears like a nice dress shirt and tie, and is wearing jeans. Mm. I did one in pajamas a little while back because I, I didn't. I put on a nice shirt, but I just didn't feel like taking off my sweatpants. And it was a professional one, but either way, they didn't know. Right. And I think that's the other thing is like when no one is watching what you're watching, it's it's a little easier to do the things that actually make you happy. Like the reason why I started playing D&D and all that was because I didn't have my older siblings to think that I had to be cool for when they mm-hmm. when then I got, came back from a trip they're like, oh, you play D&D? I do too. Let's do a game <laughs> together. So, yeah. And it's all these things that people are realizing they can, it's not, they don't have to hide who they are through pretending what they are. For sure. And that's been a, it's been a, it's been a, I don't want to say a struggle, but it's been a um, balancing act in uh, writing these videos because there's, of course, um, you've seen some, and then, I don't know if you picked up on it at all, but for me, whenever I'm writing them, there's always this balance that I, I try to play where it's one side is just analytical analysis, just objective truth and how, um, why things are working and why the director made this decision and how the themes all play together. And then there's also, there's a very personal side about trying to talk about life and relate it to this weird thing that we're all going through <laughs> existence. And playing the balance between not getting too much into that second part because some people do just want to come here and forget about that and just enjoy, you know, talking about the game or the random memes of things that you throw in. I love those, by the way, keep, thank you. Thank you. Like (laughs) I love in the ghost of Tsushima video when you just like mention all the wipes with star Wars, I'm like, Oh yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, But I did notice that. And I do find it actually, Something that I I have I do like because often it's one of the reasons why I actually stopped watching like the Cinema Sins videos is he just talks about the movies and also negativity isn't always the best. Yeah, it's in not every very day. Fun. So having watching like 
I swear, I watched like 30 of your most of your videos just today because I was like, okay, I just want something to go on in the background while working at work. Mm-hmm. That is not something boring that'll put me to sleep. And I, the way you do balance it, it is very well balanced where it's not more one more than the other. There are some videos where you can kind of tell like the Minecraft video where most oh, of it yeah. is just, it's Minecraft. <laughs> experience. You, you can't you beat Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, what is Minecraft? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to try to talk about. At least, especially in that in that one example. Yeah, but it's still a pretty good video, and I yeah. I enjoy it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that comes and, from wanting to do that. Comes from a big part of it. Comes from whenever you look at you know all the top. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to, you know, quote unquote, I'm not like the other girls or anything like that. But when you, you look at the the most biggest channels, it's very, you know, just content. It's very consumable. It's just, uh, I don't want to say surface level, but it's, I want to, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to try to give back something to the viewer before the end of the video. Even if it's the smallest thing, I want to, I want them to take something away then except beyond just, I like this game too. Nice. And these are some cool reasons why I want some kind of lesson that they can then think about and inform their own opinion about as they go keep going on their their fun adventure right like some level of deeper analysis than deeper just some, yeah something yeah. a little bit more than just hey we're playing Fortnite today i catch the dub catch you guys in the next one like that's fun there's a place for that but i don't think that's that's definitely not for me right yeah this channel and i'm glad about that because there's there's only four sins slash wins channels that I can think of. And I'm there okay used with to be that. more, but um, really, there were three. Uh, there were three different channels doing gaming sentence at, at a time. There was one with the actual name gaming sentence. That channel got nuked. All their videos got deleted, and they actually did a couple wins on that channel as well. And then oh. there was GCN uh, game channel network something like that um and he stopped doing sin content as well and now it is just dart again left doing yeah sporadic videos here and there yeah but still four compared to mm-hmm. six isn't that big of a difference when you think of all the people who played who streamed fort who stream fortnite right. who yeah. make the same content just with a different creator different voice mm. which I have a hard time watching those things because I prefer playing a game and I I played Fortnite for a total of like three hours, one one, and then just like, okay, cool. I can't build. I'm gonna play right. Legend of Zelda now. That's kind of the uh, <laughs> that's kind of the linchpin there. Yeah. So one thing that you talk a lot about, especially in like um for Shadow of the Colossus, is how the game impacted you. So in your opinion, what are some of the games well, also like you're at the Assassin's Creed's. Um, what are some of the games that you remember were the like tipping point that made you w- want to, when you got home, immediately jump on and keep playing or the games that you just go back to over and over and over? Mm, that's a good question. Um, it's kind of a difficult question to answer, especially now having been making videos for almost two years, because as, um, as this has become more of and more and more of a job and and more serialized weekly content, it 
changes your perspective on how you look at a game and how you enjoy games. But even with that said, the, the whenever you first asked the question, the first thing that was coming to my mind was The Last of Us. The first one. Yeah. The first, like, um, whenever I first played that game, I think I beat it four times in the, in the course of, like, two or three weeks. I just kept playing it and playing it. And that's after I watched PewDiePie play it through all the way. I remember right. that playthrough. Um, yeah, but it's 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 a difficult question, but it's a good one. Like, uh, it's because it wasn't the game. It was, of course, it was just the story and how much how much that meant to me. But like, there's also the other one I can think of is Borderlands Two and Skyrim. Those. I guess Minecraft, those three were kind of like my three childhood games that I played every single day. And I think a big reason that I, those, I gravitated towards those games, especially whenever I was younger, like I'm, t- I'm think I'm talking like 12 to 15 was just how easy it was to get lost. And then and you mentioned something about uh, games viewed as art versus just being escapism. But I found myself really easy. It was very, very easy to just to get lost and forget about everything. And that's one of the, and that's of course, the, one of the big things people love gaming for is being able to escape, at least for a little bit. Yeah, and then there's games like, I remember a story that uh, as an, an interview from with uh, Troy Baker that he talked about about um, one time when he was doing at a, like a comic-con doing signings someone came uh, like a father uh came up to him and asked him to sign his thing and then told the story about his first playthrough of uh the last of us took him i think it was like three or four years because he played the first 20 minutes and then spoilers for a 17 10 year old almost 10 year old <laughs> game um when the when joel's daughter dies he had he was a the gentleman was an ex-military, I believe, but he had lost his children and had seen many people die mm. and he couldn't continue the game. And then he's like, and then after three years, three or so years, I decided I bought the game. I spent 60 bucks. I should just play it, overcome my fear. And then while playing the game, he got to the giraffe scene. You know, kind of time, right? you, yeah, whenever you mentioned it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, and that's the exact point because it brings that one scene is the completion of Joel's story arc of who he is. We didn't need a Last of Us Part Two, in my opinion, because of that one scene. Hmm. Because it was him, it's him accepting Ellie as his daughter. Last of Us Part Two, I haven't actually played it, really want to. I just need a PS4 or a PS5, um, but those are expensive. Mm. And the reason why I like art is there's a famous quote by the film critic Roger Roger Ebert, who he's been a film critic. He was a film critic between like 73 and 2013 when he passed away. And he said, video games will never be art. And <laughs> extending about that, he said, one obvious difference between art and games is that you can win a game. It has rules, points, objectives, and an outcome. 
Um, someone might cite a immersive game without points or rules, but I would say then it ceases to be a game and becomes a representation of a story, a novel, a play, a dance, a film. Those are things you cannot win. You can only experience them. So what does that make you think of either of you? <laughs> um, immediately. Uh, I don't want to call him a fool. That's rude. But like immediately I'm thinking. Oh no, this guy's straight up. I, I read his entire <laughs> blog post about why it's a very, video I think games it's a, will not be art. He just hates uh, video games. And it's just probably like. Probably, oh, yeah. But immediately hurts. what I'm thinking is just. Um, that's such a narrow way of looking at it because. I, you might have heard me say this. I say it a lot in a lot of videos because it's so uh, important. But to, art is just, I, for me at least, art is just to make the user or whoever is experiencing it feel something. It's Art is to elicit a feeling, whether bad, good, terrible, anything. Right. And even if, yeah, you can win it, sure. That's that shouldn't take away from anything because it's all about the experience. It's all about feeling something as you're going through it. Like the whenever I think about art and video games, many people point to Bioshock one and I agree with them, but I always think of the shadow of the Colossus mm. because that, <laughs> and that kind of flies directly in the face of what he's saying. Cause that's a very simple game of just go to these 16 points when against them. And that's, that's it. You completed it. But, it's the journey, like like they always say, it's the journey out the destination. It's the, the, the experience you can't deny that, and just say it's not art. Especially, <laughs> I'm curious about his quote. Did he say he he mentioned novels and books and 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 plays being art, right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I, that's I, a. It's I love a, that you point that out <laughs> because he says like it has objectives. You read a chapter in a book. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's that could be and that could be viewed Check as like point. a an objective that I set for myself. But then we have games like Minecraft where there is no objective, and I'm curious if he thinks only art and video games can be open ended stuff like like sandbox games. But of of course, I don't I don't agree. It's in it, what I was getting at with the plays and movies and stuff is all the same techniques to make that art is very present in video games as well. Cinematography, writing, scripting. Yeah, art, you I know, mean, textures, current concept art. Like it's a very silly. Uh, somebody probably he probably tried to play a game when he was a kid, and then somebody might have bullied him or hurt him, and he's just never let it go. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that just uh, for me calls to mind the fact that my brother is an artist uh, for video games specifically. Uh, he has done like lots of concept artwork and lots of modeling and 3D design and doing so much like art and trying to put so much effort into a video game. I'm just like, nah, no, that guy doesn't necessarily know what he's talking about. Yeah, it's it was really hard reading the article and not just going like you are wrong. Just um, and I mean, so, one, sometimes it's okay to just acknowledge that someone is wrong. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just hard because a, a lot of his, like the thing he's known for, at least among like nerd geek culture, whatever you want to call it is he's one of the people who brought the idea that animes and animations should be seen on the same level as live action movies. So mm. it's just like, ah, you, you, you did one thing that's right. But then, What's also funny is on his website, 
a someone corresponded and wrote why they are art and he posted it and okay. said yes this is kind of true and the thing that they point out is um and that i've seen most people point out why the video games are not an art form that we consider art but it is still an art form in itself it should not be compared to movies and all those things in the same way that bob ross should not be con- uh put against like christopher nolan for sure they're both artists but in different ways yeah it's yeah. all different it's yeah. all just different art forms it's 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 like a, a crayon versus a colored pencil if we really want to get that uh metaphor it's just different mediums it's all just different mediums right yeah but i think th- one thing that i personally like about video games more than a book or more than a movie because i love books i love movies but i find video games it's the at least the illusion or the ability to actually make a choice Mm -hmm. that make that's the only thing that video games do as an art that nothing else can do Mm -hmm. and it's also um you you are you you were in the driver's seat experiencing the art as you are you are a part of it in a way, instead of just being uh, passively taking it in. Like when, yeah. you, when you, when you, whenever you like look at a painting or watch a movie, you're a passive enjoyer of it instead of participating directly with it. Yeah. One, one example that I saw on a YouTube video that I don't remember what it was, who de- did it or anything, but um, they talked about in battlefield one, which is just a shooter and everything that we think of, in the intro, like there's, have you ever played? You guys played Battlefield One? Mm-hmm. I got a video on it. Yeah, I've played a right. little bit of it. So the intro to that, when you the first like ten minutes or anything, um, after dying twice, you end up in a tank, and just going through the enemies, and you just start mowing them down, shooting them as they're running away from a tank. Because World War One, <laughs> you run when you see a tank, and there's this one NPC who is curled up in a ball rocking and just like i want out i want out but you Mm -hmm. can't you don't like and they're there so you have to make the choice whether to shoot the person or not and then he compared it to a story that he uh from his like of his grandfather or great uncle or whatever who had a similar choice and chose not to and then ended up spending four years in a uh, military prison because he refused to take the shot and it was seen as cowardice and even uh that kind of makes me think about sorry to jump in but um oh, go for it. that's actually a really good example that kind of flies in the face of um our boy i can't remember his name that you're talking about with the uh, games as art um about having the objective to win because the opening of if i remember correctly of battlefield one you can't win and you're actually constantly losing you die you just go into the boots of another man and you just keep losing and dying. And the, and the whole, it makes just by that simple change in direction about how the mission is going, it changes the entire experience. And uh, I kind of like the, I don't want to say, I guess lessons and just what, it's, it flies in the face of what we're used to. And that was an artistic choice that the director made. So. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and the, it's those times personally why I think video games are such a, important thing when it comes to storytelling and acting and or all these things because we've all heard like stories of actors who do full-on method acting and then actors who don't and then there's you know 
voice actors like uh, Matt Mercer or Troy Baker who just go in or even Kevin Conroy, who's, you know, Batman, who literally just showed up one day on his first audition to be Batman and just went, I've never read Batman. Tell me the character. They told him that he just turned into I'm Batman. And (laughs) that's this whole thing. And now he is, at least for me, the Batman I think of when I read a comic book with Batman. And like the idea of flipping things that we're so used to on our, on its head, like um, in Marvel's guardians of the galaxy, when you have to lose to Thanos or you have, you can't, when we're so used to like the running away, the Indiana Jones running away from the boulder, the one time when you have to let the boulder hit you mm-hmm. to progress in the progress in the game. I think that's something that also like movies can do to an extent in books, but most of it's just with plot twists and I mean, that's the that's the big advantage of a video game is that you are an active participant in it. And uh, we we're so used to being able to complete the thing. And so whenever they flip that on the head, that's something that I don't think any other medium can do. I mean, what's so special about games? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, one, the go. Okay. I was just going to say one game that always comes to mind whenever talking about uh, stories in video games is actually Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, uh, I'm sure that mm. both of you all have plenty of experience with it. Mm. But especially the whole uh, interactive portion, like you can take. Uh, the main character, Arthur Morgan, down two separate roads. You can go down the honorable road or you can go down the dishonorable road. And depending on what you do uh, throughout the first uh, parts of the game, it's not even like it has any uh, major uh, changes to the story, but it completely changes the tone of the very end of the game. Like the same thing happens in both circumstances. Arthur ends up dying by ter- uh, from tuberculosis. Sorry, spoilers. Um, or he but- gets shot in the head. Any, yeah. Or, yeah, it's either he gets uh, a very honorable uh, cowboy ending or he kind of just ends up like a rag tossed around in the wind and bl- uh, blown away by time. And depending on you as the player and your attitude towards the world and the people in the actual game changes the entirety of the ending, mm-hmm. which I thought was absolutely fantastic fortunately i uh, my first run through was the honorable run through which is the uh, best one in my humble <laughs> opinion uh so it, i wasn't uh, it is i the didn't best feel the need to go back and play it again uh just to get the right ending but i did anyways because it was such a good game and it doesn't even change just the ending it changes the entire journey there are con- their entire conversations that are, are i don't want to say locked by, but locked behind certain that, honor that is um, true that is true when I made the when I made my video on it, I I didn't know about the honor system affecting the story, so I just mm-hmm. played the game how I would do it, and I just so happened to end up with low honor, and I missed an entire scene with the nun on the train, and I guess that's like one of the best scenes about how he's talking about I'm scared, but oh yeah, that's right. I completely I missed that. that. Yeah, but um. It's a. Uh, it's really interesting that you said the uh, the right ending. Well, that, that's, my said? <laughs> that's my opinion. That's my opinion. But obviously, both endings have their uh, importance, and yeah. I th- I, th- I think that the the overall tone of the honorable ending is is more satisfying from a storytelling perspective. So it kind of 
in a way teaches the players like, hey, doesn't matter if you live a life of crime, doesn't matter if you do X, if you're forced to do X, Y and Z, as long as you're trying to do your best, that's what counts. Mm hmm. Yeah. At also, least that's, just the, the, that's the message that I got from it. Just a little thing with RDR2. Yeah. There are 300,000 different animations throughout the entire game Gosh, and, over, and over 500,000 lines of dialogue. That is absolutely bonkers. Does not surprise me. <laughs> I, yeah. I, th- I think that's kind of the thing that people don't get with a lot of video games. Like um, the things that you miss on just one playthrough. Like one of my favorite examples is Mass Effect. When you play the first one, there's no way for you to save Rex. You can't. Mm-hmm. Have you played Mass Effect, Cam? I have not. You need to. It's really good. You should take videos. I have definitely heard. <laughs> it was one of the first games that actually got me into playing video games solo instead of just Smash Bros. with my brothers. Mm. And there's a character in that who he, he on the first playthrough, no matter what you do, if you aren't like, even if you are, are full honorable paragon, the entire thing, he will die. Mm-hmm. But on the second thing, of, uh, on a second playthrough, if you do it again, you can save him. But only if you do full nice, okay. unless you hack the game and do these things. And that character, because Mass Effect did the thing of you can say bring low saves into other games that character will affect the entire like galaxy in the next two games yeah then that's something i was thinking about whenever you talk bringing up the dialogue is the the absolute bonkers amount of scale in video games is not something we we really i think appreciate enough or at least realize because we get so sucked into just like the narrative, the systems, whatever. But like, yeah, movies are, have big, have huge scale, you know, lots of actors, big sets, but like the amount of work that goes into a game is almost something I, I, I still can't wrap my mind around it unless you're like in the throes doing it. <laughs> what's, what's up? What's that face? So, so I just, so in red dead redemption two, just with how when you mentioned how many actors I just and there's a thing how many lines of dialogue does Arthur Morgan have and it just says the game features 1200 actors 700 of whom share this share the game's 500,000 lines of voice dialogue 1200 actors are part of Red Dead 2 and that's just that's the re- actors that's just actors not even yeah. counting coders artists directors all the people that just are like yeah absolutely that's one of the games that i definitely watch the credits and just go wow this is a 10 minute this is like 10 15 minutes of credits i'm gonna grab a drink while i'm watching these credits because (laughs) there's so many of them and like that's i think another thing with video games is because there's so many people putting so much love and effort into these games many of them are unsung heroes like Oh, take uh take um the skywalker the lego star wars skywalker saga that just came out earlier this month i've been playing it it's a great game personally i like the older lego games better because nostalgia but one thing that happened with that game since it was supposed to come out before um like in 2021 and 2020 um a huge thing with that was 
with all the delays and everything, they rushed development so much that of the 380 characters that you can play, many of them were done by one developer, one programmer who would work 100 plus hours a week. Some of those unpaid because the the crunch around that game was absolutely not good. Not okay. And I just have so much like love and care because like I paid full price for it because I know that the developers are the worked so hard with it that I want to give them something Mm -hmm. back, but exactly. And that's kind of much I can do. It leads me into one of my most controversial opinions. I think I've, I've recently adopted is that um, I'm actually okay with $70 games. I'm okay with a little bit of price inflation. If the game, you know, the developers actually back up their promises because games have only gotten more expensive to create. It takes more people, more crunch time. Almost everything is inflated in price except for video games. What has it been like the last 20, 30 years that we've had the $60 price tag and the dollar's just gotten weaker as we've gone on. Um, I guess this really just comes from appreciating developers and wanting good games and wanting them to have the, you know, not have to do the crunch and be compensated for it. So the argument around people being upset about the $70 price tag on some newer titles with the, the PS5, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, just take uh, Breath of the Wild, for example. The budget, they haven't announced an official budget, but it was around... $120 million. Oh my freaking heck. Mm. <laughs> Roughly, they haven't actually say, said it, but when you think of other things that cost roughly that much, like, um, it, yes, it does cost less than, say, Marvel's uh, like Avengers Endgame. That costs like, what, 50 mil- $500 million? million? And I just looked at Red Dead Redemption 2, estimated $540 million to create exactly. game over eight years. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is ridiculous. So I, I agree. I'm okay with spending the $70 for a game if I know that like they actually they did deliver it right. and, we, and it's not a cyberpunk situation. Oh, right. I was, I'm so disappointed with cyberpunk. I, <laughs> I kind of refuse to play it because I don't want to wreck my computer. I think I was really lucky that I didn't even hear about the game until about three or four months before launch. So I didn't follow any of the hype cycle. And um. so whenever I played through it, yeah, it was buggy. It was terrible. But like my perceptions weren't my expectations weren't set. So I actually pretty enjoyed the game. I actually really enjoyed the story and stuff. And it was I had a really good time making the video about it. Right. I think that over time it's become a lot better just because the developer CD Projekt Red are actually quite good uh, in regards to being developers. Uh, right. Yeah. They, 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 like they know to, what they like they're doing. Their promises. They know that they <laughs> messed up. They're trying to fix it. And that's something I can appreciate. And really, the game has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it first came out, it was so very obvious that it was super rushed. It was and not finished. <laughs> I, I'm very lucky that I bought it on PC because it would not be possible. On, it wasn't possible on, on the PS4. No, not at all. Yeah. Would crash your, P, uh, crash your PS4. But hey, at least they made history being the one, one of the first, I think the only first AAA title to ever be pulled off the PlayStation store. So that's that's got to count for something, right? <laughs> it's impressive. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of impressive. Yeah. It's definitely something you want on your like portfolio. We got yeah. pulled off the PlayStation store. <laughs> something you want to be remembered for for all of time. Yep. Yes, we'll make you be forgotten. able to. You know, 
that's a very interesting thing the idea of like would you rather be remembered for something meh or bad or just forgotten completely but that's Mm. a conversation for another day that's just a food for thought um and i think no i think i'm good with worm food leave me in the dust forget about me (laughs) i'm good with that (laughs) yeah yeah i'm kind of okay with that just now let's go full viking burial just push me in a boat on fire into the ocean that'd be cool that that'd that'd Um, be good it's pretty dope light me on fire and then throw me out of a plane and let's see if i uh, die from the fire or the ground first (laughs) (laughs) that's so so morbid (laughs) family friendly i forgot oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) no it's it's fine it's just (laughs) most of the people who listen are hopefully around our age. Hopefully. 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 Just to quote uncle Roger, just sorry, children. <laughs> um, but yeah. And I think, man, I just, I, I'm just having so many flashbacks of video games now. And now I just want to play through a bunch of young ones that I remember playing. I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of curious about something. Um, sorry to cut you off. Oh, um, so I was reading a script writing book, a uh, story by, uh, I think, Robert Lee. I, I don't know if that's the right. Um, anyway, I was reading this script writing book and he, there was a quote that was really interesting to me. He said, intellect, intellect, inst- I can't, I can't do this word, intellectual, <laughs> intellectual analysis, however um, deep or will not nourish the soul. And he's talking about script writing and how you you should approach writing art and stuff like that. And uh, it really kind of struck a chord with me because I always kind of like the, because of the work I do, which is analysis of stories and uh, how there's the, there's the conversation of kind of makes me think of like what constitutes art, even cause like I'm just ana- analyzing stuff, but like I mentioned earlier, my, my, my thought processes make something, make you feel something. So I'm just curious what you guys think about that, that quote, uh, analytical analysis, however, you know, poignant will not nourish the soul. I, I find it personally, I find that kind of interesting and makes me actually think a little bit because I've been asking, um, with knowing this, this, in uh, this pod, this episode, whatever recording interview, whatever you want to call it was coming up um, pretty much since the weekend. I've been asking like everybody I know how they would define art and what it means. The most interesting one that I heard was just something that someone put effort into is art. And then (laughs) that's actually really interesting. Yeah. And, and by that definition, there's so many, everything. Yeah, which I had this conversation. We're art because our parents put effort to make, to create us. He used that <laughs> as an example of ch- people are art, and I was like, okay. And then he made it weird by bringing in war and like horrible things that have happened. And I was like, I don't like that definition. This personally, yeah, I think there's a fine line. It's a fine line because um, I really like the definition that my musical brother gave me last night when he was helping me edit one of the other episodes was art is something that somebody makes to bring in an emotion that can only be felt through that medium. Hmm, That's good. Because like take, for example, uh, one of my favorite 
things when thinking about what is art is um have you ever watched parks and rec i've not i hear it's good okay. but i also have not okay so there is a character in it named tom who at a point they in one of the episodes the they're getting they're changing a government mural which has it's just a very bad mural because it has like racist things and everything because it's government and it's been there since like it was like oh it's been there since the 50s so we should probably change it um and each like group it comes together with like a new idea and one guy bring he pays a art student to make a abstract painting and he's just like this is really stupid and yeah it's got these things and then he just starts talking about the art piece and then he's wow i really like this nobody can have this this isn't what we're submitting this is mine now and I think that's kind of the thing, the, I, at least for me, when I think of what is art, it's something that makes you feel something that if it had done, been done in something in a different way is you wouldn't get the same emotion. So bringing in that analysis is, yes, sometimes you can analyze art, but it's not always what's needed what's necessary because Mm -hmm. i even within the same medium you can't compare really two pieces of art like two of bob ross's photos there's just just no point uh for me personally comparing because comparison is some some kind of quote comparison is like the the beginning of just like the end of (laughs) being happy something like that right yeah it doesn't bring anything good yeah, so analyzing something, it, sometimes it can it can open eyes of something like, actually for the example of the your video on the Guardians of the Galaxy. That video, I, I saw the like promotions and stuff for that game and I thought nothing of it. I did, me too. I, I, I was just like, eh, it looks okay. I'll pick it up if it, I see it on sale because it's Marvel and that and then i watched your video where you talked about the story and the music and all those things and that made me go you know maybe i should play it i'll get it i'll still only get it if it's on sale the next couple days later was black friday and it was 20 bucks with i so i got that in rdr2 for like 40 bucks in total Mm. and then i played through guardians of the galaxy over the weekend and it is one of like two games that has made me completely start bawling multiple times oh god because I broke it's down. so good yeah that that ending with nikki oh yeah rough and to say the and, least and i think especially in that game was a very important thing for me because i last um yeah last year a very dear friend of mine uh lost her battle with uh mental her mental health and she passed away and I'd been dealing with the grief for a year and then that game came out and I played it and it, and just the way that they used the description and the script and those like 15 minute moments when you are nothing but a listener to, and especially by the end, because you've imprinted on, at least I had imprinted on Peter Quill. So I felt how he would feel. And as someone who wants to do, who's trying to do voice acting, I try to think of myself in the character and just hearing those words and the way he talked to Nikki about mm. dealing with grief just destroyed me oh. for a good, like two days. And when he's holding the but candle, a, Oh my oh, God. 
Oh, brother, I feel you. I'm getting, I feel you. <laughs> I, I, I'm getting chills right now. Uh, uh, but like in a good way, it destroyed me because then I realized, and then it's very cathartic. It's, oh, it was. And then I, it was, and then also with like WandaVision and all the other like things that I had been kind of talking about that, like the idea that like grief isn't, is the acknowledgement and absence of something you loved yeah. that just <laughs> kind of clicked in me and just went, okay. And since then me. I just, it's better. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, what we were talking about earlier about um, games being an escape, but they they like you mentioned with the, with the last of us part one story story that with the, the soldier um, they could be super therapeutic too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's like certain games are pure escapism. Like if I just want to escape and like get a little break, I play some Smash Bros. Yeah, some Smash Kart. Bros. Put me on some Apex Legends. Let's go. Let's forget. <laughs> right. Just those are great for escaping and that. But then you take a game like God of War 2018 or The Last of Us or some really good story driven game where it, yes, it can be seen as an escape, but there's always one thing that just kind of like pulls on your heartstrings a little bit too hard. And you're like, <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Mm. And that's what I find is the difference with like why games are so important to me is because there's that one thing that just makes them more. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of comparing this, these, the feelings that I've had with games and like their stories compared to like when I'm sitting in a film, and I can't think of one film that's ever compared to some of those biggest moments. Actually, there's one, but <laughs> I had been drinking, so it's a little, uh, <laughs> maybe it was a little bit more uh, uh, bumped up my emotions, <laughs> but uh, it's mostly ga- games that I've always. And I think that's uh, that's the uh, that's the, uh, another thing is the amount of time that they have. They have so much more time to really suck you in and set up the t-ball. Yeah, just to there's destroy only, you in the end. There's only like two or three movies that have actually like really made me cry. One of them was A Walk to Remember. Just that already a, sounds so sad. <laughs> it's a it's a chick flick, which if you want a good movie flicks, to cry and like. <laughs> actually feel sad but then also like down. a cathartic sad it's a really good one <laughs> all right i'll have to remember that one <laughs> um but the second time i watched it i didn't cry because i knew the ending right. um but it was still like it still was good and i just haven't watched it again because i'm, I'm like i'm at a place where i'm more comfortable crying in movies now and i'm like I'm, i don't want to watch that movie then it was like avengers endgame when cap finally picks up the thing and it's just like oh it's so awesome yeah, yeah. but then like all these like a life life is beautiful if you've ever heard of that movie all these like most of the times when we cry, i find at least for myself when i cry during movies it's during a like intense death scene or someone like the whole so, rocky thing of just like i win i succeeded in my goal because nobody thought i could that underdog mm-hmm. story it's make me. I, um, it makes me think about something I've noticed. Whenever um, writing for all these videos, I think I'm. I have it's like 55 videos now that I've playing through the whole game, and then 
analyzing the story and experiencing all these stories, um, you, you, you begin to notice how similar, I don't want to say samey because that sounds bad, but how similar every single story actually really is. Whenever you really break it down and you look at almost every story, it's the same beats. And that kind of, I don't really know where I'm, what my point is, but I guess it's more of just like, it's so like stories and, and life and, and art and creation. It's, it's also, it's actually really simple. At least I believe it is. It's all so simple. And we, cause we, and we all intrinsically understand the same things. And so it makes me really sad whenever I see people, especially, um, in my own comment section saying stuff like, Oh, I could never, I could never do what you're doing or I can never do this or create that. And I'm, and, and I'm just like, yeah. And in my brain, it's the, it's like what your parents told you. You could do anything. You can be anything you want. And I, I don't know. I still kind of believe that. And after analyzing all these stories and seeing the same beats over and over again, I, I just, things have gotten so muddied and complicated nowadays. I think it's silly. It's very, very silly. Yeah. And I think, I think two things that you've said kind of just, stuck out to me is like the time invested in video games like for me to watch guardians the movie guardians of the galaxy two hours longer the longer movies like endgame you watch them they're like three and a half hours those are long but then like a short we see a short video game and like oh it's five hours like a playthrough of a call of duty campaign it's like four or five hours on the average when you compare that to like red dead 2 which is 60 plus hours Mm-hmm. that is a such a huge vast difference from the three hours and then like with books that you will get so much more invested in books because you're with the characters for so long right and i think another thing for me that makes a, what makes a good story for me personally is the character development and how we can see the characters change like arthur morgan in the beginning he's this hard gruff guy who just wants to get it done but by the end he understands that he wants what he wants is unachievable but he can still give it to someone else on that same coin it's also the lack of character development watching somebody go through so much and deal with so much hardship and not be changed by it can also will speak volumes like micah and dutch for example oh yeah they don't change they're still the terrible people that they are or and they and oftentimes they just get worse. They just double down, and that yeah. that is that also. I actually I actually kind of like those stories a little bit more because uh, uh, I'm kind of a sucker for uh, those kind of just terrible <laughs> terrible endings. I got low honors, so <laughs> you see where I'm coming from, right? Right. Hey. right. Yeah, and like, but they still change. It's not just like I think Link from Zelda is a great example of a character who just does not change mm-hmm. in every single game. He's pretty much the exact same, but in like he, but we all love him because it's our choices. That's the thing. And, but, and as you like Dutch is such a one, he's not quite, he's a, still a three dimensional character who, ha- who doesn't need a character arc because we just, like almost like sand or file down his smooth outward position to see who he truly is. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what I love about 
when I, when I say character development is when we when someone is broken down to their like bare minimum of who they actually are right when we see that that is what makes me love a character the most mm. like i hated dutch <laughs> by the oh, end i too. hated it. it was just so annoying seeing I hated it from the all start. the manipulate i never yeah, liked like, him <laughs> i saw i knew that he was so bad quickly. but i wanted i wanted to like be like okay he, he is the thing let's see if he's actually as bad and then like pretty much the in the uh after during the first like camp sequence i was just like yeah nope he sucks still hated micah more because micah's just the worst micah's just like pure evil <laughs> oh yeah, he's dude he, he's he deserves like chaotic evil or whatever you would want to call that yeah he's yeah. just he deserves the death that he got oh the absolutely end. yeah if not worse but um and I don't even know where I'm going. I feel like Michael Scott just started a sentence and I don't know where I'm going, but it's the characters that I think make a story good because you can have a great story or even no real story. Take the first halo combat evolved. There isn't much (laughs) story in that, but we love it because it's master chief and Cortana. Yeah, absolutely. And then I was also thinking about a shadow of the Colossus is like, there is a story, but, um, it's, it's left so vague, it's up to us to fill in the details. And that's kind of another aspect of the that participatory nature of video games. And yeah. also um, something that like movies have, but I don't know if I don't know if you agree with this, but the communities that form around video games versus around other media is comp- they just feel completely different. I don't know if you, you kind of know what I mean. I, I do because the only, the first thing that popped in my head was this quote that nobody hates star Wars more than star Wars fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And assuming you are one when I, I, I was having a conversation with um, actually our dungeon master uh, who, and we were talking, I was talking about star Wars, the sequel trilogy. And he says that they're good. I don't really care about them, but we didn't know how we had an argument for the sake of having fun and having a conversation but if you just bring up the sequel trilogy to Star Wars fans, yeah. there's such a wide range of emotions with them that nobody, it's just like to the point where there are people trying to have Disney just veto, like say, oh yeah, that's not canon anymore. That makes me want to ask you, uh, it, it's it's definitely related. Is there a such thing as bad art? Because some people would look at the sequel trilogy and say, that's bad art. That's bad. That's not good. I wouldn't, I I don't think there is personally because take the sequel trilogy. They had a point. They were, they were made better than the original ones in the sense of like the, the graphics and everything, but they're just different. I I, I wouldn't say there's bad art. It is just art that you in a person, you as a person can't appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really get art museums because I don't really understand painting. Yeah. I, I, I can't appreciate abstract art as much as I can with like a landscape painting. It's also, I, it's a museums are also just kind of weird because I want to go into this place and experience art, but I don't know. It's like a, it feels like an artificial, I can't yeah. find the word that I'm looking for or like, 
it's I love experiencing art and seeing paintings and stuff, but being in a museum, there's like some weird, uh, I'm, I'm going to blame capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think we can, uh, everything, everything boils down to capitalism. Just blame it. Just, it's, it's the problem. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now I just have quotes from like cart, like TV shows and things about capitalism going through. I also head. blame capitalism for uh, my relationship with video games changing because as I've created videos and gotten more and more in, into the job, I'll be I'll be one hundred percent transparent. Uh, I don't enjoy video games nearly as much as I used to. Now that I am working with them, it's interesting. Are, are there? Uh, is there like a specific time? Like, did you notice that like how many, how long into the process hmm. or like, was there a specific game that like kind of just went, <sighs> I, I have to finish this for the video. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like I saw, I saw with the, your, the dying light or that one, like, and, or some of the other ones where you're just like, I'll be honest. I didn't really like the game, like far cry five and stuff, but I agree with that one. Yeah. So, okay. Um, is yeah there, it was never really it was it, it's never there's not one moment it was so slow um but it's definitely a definitely if you don't enjoy the game to start with forcing us through it it's not the best it's not the best thing to do but uh i don't know what if it's just overexposure and just experiencing too much of it cuz you do this like full time now Right. Yeah. Last February, I quit my job and I just started doing it full time. But uh, I know you, I know everyone's seen the the, the videos of uh, YouTuber burnout and stuff like that. And I'll be I'll join the chorus. It is one hundred percent true. I I also just like I don't think it's just YouTuber burnout. It's just anyone who is part of a content creation thing. Like Absolutely. I've heard the same thing from like. Absolutely. Actually, an example that all three of us know, like Critical Role. Um, I I I found it was interesting that uh, with the latest campaign, they only do three episodes a month, one uh, three streams, and they record them before they pre-record them, and then the last week of the month they do something else to give everyone a break or have a week off just to not worry about that. And I think that's an important thing. It also gets, it, it definitely also gets muddier whenever you're a, a smaller creator because um, you, you, whenever you're at least, I don't know how it is for the bigger creators, but at least for me, I'll, I'll talk about my experiences is whenever it comes to supporting myself financially with this job, uh, it feels like constantly laying the, the tracks right in front of the train while having to shovel more coal into the train to speed it up. And it's, it's, it's definitely, um, that's probably a big reason why I've had less, uh, enjoyment with games because, because of that, that stressful nature of YouTube. Yeah. I, I don't envy you for doing that. Like gaming wins was something that I was thinking about doing, but then <laughs> I, I'm okay with not doing it because I, I Don't see how much effort, how much work I put into this podcast and like the last the episode that before this one we recorded last month or so mm. and I just posted it like 
an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me don't get me wrong. I, I still really enjoy doing this. I still love it. I hope that goes without saying, but I just need to have to put that out there. Right. I'm not too, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say what was me, you know what I mean, and complain about my situation because I'm very grateful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it just goes back into the whole video games as an escape kind of thing. Yeah. But once video games become your job or become the thing that you want to escape from, where do you go? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head right there, brother. <laughs> go on a walk, a hike. Just oh, yeah. take there's a walk off and go camping. Things. There are other Let's things, go camping. of course. Oh. But yeah. that, that's definitely why people like start out because they because it's just something that they enjoy doing and exactly. then it turns into now it's my job now i have to do it or else i don't get to eat food uh so here <laughs> yeah. we go here we go yeah so are there any like so what do you use to like escape just asking because i'm hoping that eventually this podcast will do more and i'll need to not release things every awkward time period um what how do you deal with the process of like what what's the process for you when making a a video like you don't have to give exact details but like (laughs) i mean uh, yeah i mean when it comes to actually the video creation itself it's super i mean it's super simple and and um streamlined like i i'll I'll spend a couple days just doing absolutely nothing with my day. Wake up, sit at my desk, record, play through the whole game, and then spend about a day just doing outside research, uh, looking at developer interviews, reading articles, and then starting just writing the script and sitting down and then basically replaying the whole game again, but just watching it. Watching the whole game back. And like with a game like Red Dead Redemption 2 that took 30 hours to get through, it gets <laughs> right. it gets grating. Um, and Red Dead Redemption 2 was my, my biggest video before I hired my editor, Sean. Um, but after, after I'd, I'd write the whole script, go through it, make sure I'm happy with it, and then just straight to the editing room. And since I was still trying to do weekly uploads when I was on my own... Um, just a lot of a lot of time at home and and when it so to answer your question you asked earlier about what i try to do to escape the second that i'm done with a video or that i send it off to sean it's normally right on to the next one but um the last thing i want to do for the most part after after working all day is play a game you know what i mean so normally it's just normally it's just people it's people. I have to be around people because I spend so much time alone, and this it's such a uh, it's such an isolated job for a lot of us. Just being alone <laughs> with yourself and your thoughts. So, like working from home is uh, it's 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 really it's it's really uh, it's a it's a double edged sword for sure. Yeah. So, are are you and do you talk to the other like? creators of the wind sim sins community like mm-hmm. you mentioned no. lee do you, you you don't really have i've never heard it i've never heard whenever i first started out the channel i reached out to lee on patreon to try and uh, be like hey i want to i want to try this do you have any you know tips for somebody starting out especially wanting to do the format uh i didn't hear anything back so i was like cool i'm just gonna go on my own but no i've never heard anything from jeremy or lee or or dart again well actually you know darting i have um uh, have talked a little bit and and done some streams together, but nothing 
monumental. I wouldn't even be surprised if the bigger guys that do the movies have even heard of the channel. So that's fair <laughs> though. Like that's actually one of the reasons why I didn't think you'd respond. And then you respond two hours later. And so thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so just like before you wrap up, um, if you were to say like what video gaming, what video games are and why, cause so for me, I remember my parents w- were okay with me playing video games on certain times and everything, but, and which was a good thing because that meant, Hey, I have a life outside of my room, but for, cause hopefully we like, uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, partners, parents will listen to this and think so if they've gotten through this whole hour or so, what would you what advice would you give to people who have a gamer in their life or someone who is kind of like us who or at least how we were before where gaming is an escape and something that we love? What advice would you give someone to show the, the like appreciation appreciation and understanding that video gaming is not just a waste of time. Hmm. To the people that think, what would I say to the people that think gaming is a waste yeah. of time? Um, <laughs> it's actually quite simple. I was like, uh, first thing I'm thinking of is, um, what do you do? Do you, do you like to golf? Do you like to watch a movie? Do you, do you like to play music or whatever? And I know they rebut with those are giving me skills. I'm learning something. Um, what do you think we're doing while we're playing games? Whether, yeah, it's not like an action. It's not like a skill, like, a like being able to play the guitar, or knowing how to hit a golf ball, but I've learned so much through video games, whether it's from the stories or the systems or, or just anything I've learned. And I've learned so much about myself through experiencing these titles. So I would, I guess I would just say, um, especially if it's coming from somebody that's never played a game. Uh, you, I hate the, I hate the saying, yeah, you have no authority to have an opinion on it, but uh, a little bit, maybe true. You, your opinion is a little bit, doesn't hold as much water. Yeah. Right. But I just say like, we've, we've all got, we've all got to do something with our time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I wouldn't know nearly as much as I know now about like, especially if we want to get into like thing, like skills that I've learned about, like I definitely, I understand script writing a hell of a lot more than I ever would have. I understand a lot about camera, camera work. Um, I've actually, I actually used to do photography and videography and I learned a lot of techniques and how to actually to properly use them in context of whatever scene you're shooting and stuff like that. So writing the writing games off as a waste of time. I've thought myself like uh, I'm I'm just sitting here, you know, piddling away, and then I have nothing to show for my time. But it's just not that simple. It never is. Hmm. Well, 
thank you for coming on and everything you've said. I I'm sure, man. Thank you for having me. I've never done something like this. This is fun. Maybe we'll do it again. <laughs> Cause <Hell> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, so I'm assuming you have more videos coming out next couple weeks because you said they come out weekly. So as close and as I'm we not can sure. get to a week, you know? <laughs> yeah. And since I work full time, I'm not sure when this video actually will, or this not video um, episode will actually come out. So if you're listening, go check out gaming wins. It's awesome. Cameron's a nice guy. <laughs> Try to be. Yeah, you do well, a good job. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. And later. <laughs>